So we've been talking about affordability, right? And this week, there's been a lot of focus on inflation or more specifically the consumer price index, just kind of the cost of everything. Because this, this hits us in our pocketbooks, right? If you're paying more for gasoline, if you're paying more on your mortgage, if you're paying more at the grocery store, if you're have to pay more to buy a vehicle, whatever it is, if you're paying more, that means you have less for other things, right? So, so this is all pretty relevant to Canadians. It's not a surprise, as uh, pollster Dara Bricker was telling us earlier, that affordability is, is a concern in this selection. Now, the reason why certain things are more expensive, I mean, it, it does vary. You're paying more for gasoline because the price of oil is up. The price of oil is up because that reflects some of the economic recovery that, that's been happening so far this year. Although, you know, we've seen the price of oil actually sliding the last uh, five or six days here. So there's one reason why you're paying more for something. But when it comes to food, when it comes to the price at the grocery store, it's a different question. Like last year, you know, the pandemic caused uh, some disruptions, certainly when it comes to uh, meat industry, what was going on with some of the packing plants uh, being forced to shut down. This year, it's been a little different. It's uh, weather-related concerns uh, that are affecting agriculture, uh, the industry, and, and by extension, then prices. Uh, you know, the um, meat producers have been having a real tough time. The price of hay is way up. So that that's certainly uh, affecting the situation. So joining us to talk a bit more about what's going on with food prices, where they're headed, what's driving them upward. Very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Dr. Michael Von Masso. He's an associate professor with the Department of Food, Agriculture and Resource Economics at the University of Guelph. Professor Von Masso, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Okay, so let me uh, oversimplify it and then put it to you. Why is uh, why are groceries, why is food more expensive? Uh, well, things I would say is is not all food is more expensive and in fact if you look at July we see uh, a one percent increase in food prices year over year uh, for food prices in the grocery store and some things are actually down overall food inflation was about uh, uh, three uh, yeah about three percent year over year but most of that was uh, sorry 1.7 but most of that was an increase in restaurant prices and restaurant prices are going up for obvious reasons they've been closed they've incurred a bunch of extra costs uh their capacities are down they've had to build uh they've had to build outdoor patios in order to get people to come they've uh, uh uh they've had to pay more to get people to come back to work there are a variety of things so That said, there are some things that have gone up. Milk and other dairy products, eggs, chicken have gone up. So we've seen some some increases, and and those are are likely uh, largely associated with some of the COVID impacts that you talked about in the introduction. We've seen gas go up. uh, We've seen shipping costs go up. We've seen capacity in the shipping industry go down because things are slowing down, so it's harder to get access to, to shipping capacity. So all of those things have impacted some of these things that we've seen go up. What we are expecting, though, and, and, and I hate to be uh, the, the, the harbinger of bad news here, sure. is, as you said, the beef industry is experiencing significant challenges right now uh, across the Western North America, and that's likely to, to cause beef prices to go up uh, this fall and into next year as as that constraint 
uh, on capacity and, and, and the herd liquidations continues. And that's something that's likely to last uh, quite a bit longer than some of these sort of transient increases we've seen. I would also expect us to see increases in prices of produce in the winter uh, because uh, California and the southwestern U.S. are also experiencing significant water challenges. And as we get into the season that we import some of these products, uh, those prices will go up. So, yep, there have been some increases. I would say going to the grocery store, according to Stats Canada, on average is about 1% year over year, which is mm-hmm. close to what we would normally expect, but we can expect some ca- some pain coming in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The future. Yeah, well, and, and you laid it out really well, and it's it's important to know, look, there's a lot of different factors at play here, and so some of it may be temporary, but uh, we, we may have some longer-term challenges here. You know, I mean, it's the kind of thing Canadians look to political leaders for some some answers on. But I don't know. I mean, is there any kind of a policy response that that would be appropriate here? Well, uh, those are those are good questions. And and I would say uh, at a macro level that there are some things that that we can do to uh, to sort of buffer ourselves going forward, and, and we've seen governments do these things. I mean, over over the course of the pandemic, we heard lots of people go, we, we need to re- reinforce our local production, we need to make sure we can supply with Canadian products, and I think that's a great thing, but I don't think we should do it at the expense of trade. A, we export, particularly from Western Canada, a significant portion of our agricultural production. If we reduce that, it, it gives us fewer. It gives us fewer options. Yeah. But in times where we have challenges, last year we had supply chain disruptions. This year we have production disruptions. And when production disruptions happen, we depend on trade to backfill uh, those those things. That doesn't help producers. And and we, I think that there's an opportunity uh, for uh, for governments to assess whether the current levels of support, the current safety nets we have, are going to be sufficient to help people survive this so we do maintain uh, and, and, and have a vibrant uh, recovery from the challenges we're experiencing now. So, so trade and, and support uh, of, uh, to, to ensure ongoing viability of our production sector are things that, that the governments are already doing. Overall, I mean, you highlighted the the uh, the cost of uh, the cost of fuel. Uh, 
which in the oil sector is particularly good news, uh, although that remains to be seen how, how long that lasts. Uh, and and uh, those sorts of things are out of the control of governments, particularly governments uh, in a relatively small country like Canada. Um, we will have to make assessments of what we can do. I, I am frankly, personally, not a big fan of, uh, of price controls. I am expecting no. <laughs> most people and your listeners uh, uh, would agree with me on right. that. And, and really, to a significant degree, uh, government's hands are tied. You know, do we, should we be thinking about infrastructure to make sure we, we come up? Yeah, but to, to make sure we uh, have the, the ways of getting products to the market? Yep. Uh, but I think generally there's probably not a lot governments can do relative to to food prices, given what's causing some of these increases. Well, if we look at what's happening in agriculture, I mean, there, there has been some support offered to, to beef producers. Uh, you know, we've seen provincial support. You know, there's been some federal support as well, yeah. recognizing the unique circumstances they're dealing with. And when you have something like the beef industry, for example, right, I mean, it's there, there's a lot of moving parts here. There's the producers. There's the inputs they need to, to feed their stock. There's the transport. There's the slaughterhouse. There's the packing plant. There's the grocers on, on the retail. And so, you know, it's it's a complicated picture. And so there's there's no one easy fix there is there no yeah you're exactly right there are just a lot of things going on um you know during the pandemic we we heard uh, you know a, a real well we need to expand and diversify processing capacity because when those plants closed down last year uh yeah we saw small increases in beef prices but we saw sign- this is the second year in a row that beef producers are getting a big kick in the teeth because okay. last year they, they struggled to sell product because the plants were closed, and this year they can't keep their product because uh, they can't, the feed pri- feed, there's not enough feed even to get them through the summer. We're seeing uh, herd liquidations. And as you said, there are both provincial and federal programs to help through, and, and packing capacity doesn't help you if you don't have the animals. So uh, it's a little bit like the boy sticking his thumb or his finger in the dike. If you put your finger in one place, it's almost like it's leaking somewhere else. So, I mean, I think we need to look at all of these industries and say what infrastructure and what uh, supports do we need throughout the industry to make sure that it remains viable in the face of some of these challenges and think about what we need to change if if we're going to get more frequent this is the second significant drought in the last 10 years we had another one 2013 or 2014 i don't remember exactly when to to think about how we increase the resilience of the industry in the face of more frequent extreme weather events some great points we'll leave it there uh professor von massa thanks again for joining us here this morning appreciate it Thanks for having me. Have a great day. All right. You as well. There you go. Some thoughts uh, from uh, Dr. Michael Von Masso, Associate Professor of the Department of Food, Agriculture, Resource uh, Economics, University of Guelph.